on this side? Yeah. Yeah. That's really the only one I've had. That one's more of a freckle. It's not very raised. Uh, it it is if you if you. I'm not gonna touch it. No, I I don't expect you to. I'm gonna but. touch it. Ah, ah. It's raised, right? That goes against the CDC guidelines. Your face you know, is you so your face. face is so smooth. I just shaved this it's morning. It's like a baby's butt. I shaved at like 7:45 this morning, thinking we po- have podcast at eight, and uh, so boom, last minute. Um, are we? Guess what weird way to start are we on? <laughs> We're live. Oh, we are. Boss. We're live. They piped that the wrong way. I'll call the clubhouse. We'll book another 18 for tomorrow. Okay, they cheated on that. They fucked their balls. Yeah, no better time for the breakfast ball than now. <laughs> this is the weirdest cold open we've ever had. What uh, What episode Just is this? caressing Ryan's 17. cheek. Guys, what's going on? Monday morning, episode 17, podcast is going to drop. Uh, Today is Tuesday. We're filming this on Monday. (laughs) Welcome back to the podcast, the double bogey show with Tyler, the camera guy, and Ryan, the t-shirt guy. Sup? We're going to... We have a couple unique topics to talk about. We're going to talk about Tyler's heater of a betting Fuck weekend. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, Jake and I are also going to... Oh yeah, Jake's going to get his first on-camera appearance on Breakfast Bowl right after he gets kicked off the podcast. Yes, we're bringing him back. <laughs> we, we just missed him that much. So Jake and I are going to go into a little... Uh, we'll call it a discussion on simulators versus a top golf type setting. It's and a then, formal debate. It is a formal debate. I'm going to moderate, yep. which is probably not good. Cody yep. is there to keep the moderator in check. Are you going to mute mics at all? Um, no, I'm it because I need your mics to be not muted because I will deduct points for interruptions. Kind of like a pardon the interruption. Interruption. Yes. Okay. Pardon the interruption style. Uh, presidential debate style a little mm-hmm. bit, except no muted mics. And then, guys, we're going to close it out with the movie of the month recap. Tin Cup. We watched it last night. That's all I'm going to say. I watched I, some of it this morning. Did you? I was going to do the same, <laughs> yeah. but um, I fell asleep watching it last night. Honestly, not because the movie was boring, because I didn't start watching till 1030 and yeah. I'm an old man. I started watching at seven and I had to watch it all the way through. <sighs> Good movie. Save it to the end. Yes. Second yes. three. Uh, but first off, Tyler, give me a quick breakdown of the absolute heater that you went on last weekend. Yeah, I'm fucking hot right now. So the whole betting segment that we did, I didn't win shit. I won one bet, maybe. I don't think I even won one bet. And last week, we talked about how if I cheer for a team, they're automatically doomed. I was correct on every single one of my predictions last week. So you week. went opposite of what you normally would have went? No, I actually I cheered for the teams I wanted to because I'm too proud to cheer otherwise. The Bucks won. I wanted the Bucks to win because I hate Aaron Rodgers so, Absolutely. so very Thank much. God. You hate him because he's one of the best. Yeah, and I hate him yep. that he's from Green Bay and he's a whiny little bitch. Yep. Um. Then I wanted the Bills to lose because I'm still salty about Stephon Diggs leaving. Um, And not because he left, but because he left and was whining about the team and was whining out about a whole bunch of stuff. Okay, so let's talk about this real quick. Stephon Diggs was seen out on the field watching the the championship trophy presentation for uh, the Chiefs. Now it's like, ah, oh, Stefan, you know, Stefan Diggs is like he's never been in that situation before, so we want to feel what that felt like. He was in the championship game with the Vikings right three years ago. Right. Stefan, you've been there before. You know what it feels like to lose. Yeah. So I feel like And you know what it's like to get your ass kicked in that game. Right. He got his ass kicked again. Someone did that in college. Someone did that in college football, was it? Yeah. Um guy for 
Was it some Ohio guy? Yes, I watching so. the Alabama trophy presentation. Yes. Yep. Is it the one sitting on the sidelines, like <coughs> yep. with his helmet in his hand? Yep. The only the guy only left one. on the field. Yep. Um, I think that was just a remake of that. You know, get your get your name out there a little bit. Mm-hmm. I get it, and I understand. Like you're just trying to you're, you're trying to figure out what that feeling is like to win that game. Right. Well, like the thing too is like I wanted to hate Stefan all year long, but he had such a good fucking season. Yeah. He was easily the best receiver in the league this Very year. Very talented. Yeah. Yes. It was uh, Josh Allen was a spectacle to watch. Um Yeah, he was. Yeah, I thought the Bills would put up a bigger fight cuz their offense is absolutely electric. I think yesterday was just a um Miles and Jake disagree with me, but I think yesterday was a statement win for the Chiefs. I agree. I agree, Tyler, because the Chiefs essentially were Especially the underdog their, their in that situation. Too. You know, um, it's like everyone wants the Bills to win. Bills Mafia has everyone on mm-hmm. their heels. Did you see the clip? Bills Mafia fans flying to the game, checking tables. <laughs> they had tables coming in on the luggage conveyor belt. Yeah, that's a fifty dollars check table right there. Fuck yeah, I love that. Just to destroy it. Just show up in Kansas City and buy a new table. <laughs> Did you Easy. see that the Dick's Sporting Goods was selling just stacks of uh, folding tables? <laughs> I don't know why they wouldn't. You know? section? Why That's wouldn't good they? business. Hilarious. Great business. Um, so, yeah, I won. I got the I got the Bucks right. I got the Chiefs right. Uh, and then we switched over to the fights that Ryan was so invested in. Oh, God. What a stressful night. But, but an awesome night. I'll, I'll yes, end it with that. Great fights. I did. I called the Chandler win and I called the Poirier win. You did. Which is which is an unbelievable pick by you because <laughs> no one in their right mind thought Michael Chandler was going to come into the UFC. First fight in the UFC, comes over from Bellator and KOs Dan Hooker he immediately. Sh- it wasn't even like he got lucky. He's quick. He was just He's the- powerful. Mm-hmm. He put a lot of pressure and that led into a nice little uh, right hand over the top. Or maybe it was a left hand over the top. I don't remember, but it was sweet. And Very then- different body types though. Four inches yes. taller, mm-hmm. skinny. Yep. Michael Kick Chandler coming out there like a freaking gorilla. Kickboxer versus wrestler. Right. Slash striker. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Michael Chandler immediately jumps up. That backflip. Onto the cage. And I bet Dana White's eyes were like, please don't hurt what yourself. What the fuck are you doing? I thought he hurt his ankle when he landed. Yeah. He, he just, landed yeah. funny. It, it was, uh, I've seen shit go bad before that, uh, like that. And it's never a good, never a good sign. Yeah. Uh, but I think just in that moment, there was nothing that could hurt Michael Chandler. Right. Like he Even was untouchable. Flip. Yeah. Um, and the, the only thing I got slightly wrong is I said Poirier was going to win a decision, but I did get him winning. Dude, same thing with, uh, and I won't dive too deep. I could dive into this all day. <laughs> Israel Adesanya, when he, won, he, when he defended the middleweight belt against Paulo Costa, calf kicks, calf kicks, calf kicks, completely takes away the weight you can put on that leg. Mm-hmm. Dustin Poirier, same exact thing. Connor couldn't get comfortable because his leg was... When it, it eliminates all the power in Connor's punches exactly. too. Connor owned the first forty-five seconds of yep. the fight, and the rest of it was all Poirier. Yep, dude, that was. I would love to see um, an American matchup for the belt because I don't think Khabib's going to come back. So Dustin Poirier and Michael Chandler um, in Las Vegas for the lightweight belt. What a what a story for Michael Chandler to come in, only fight once, and get a title shot. Thirty-four years old. That's why Poirier says he shouldn't get a title shot because he's got a prove himself a little bit more than that. I kind of agree with that. Because Poirier just beat Hooker. Mm-hmm. Michael Chandler beats Hooker, doesn't think he should get that title shot. So Thinks give he... Chandler one more chance? Yes. Would you give Poirier the, the title, like the interim title? Yes. Okay, I agree with that. Champ. Because he he said it pretty well. He's like, if Khabib's not coming back, I'm the best. So he's, I'm the champ. Yep, he's beat Connor. He's beat Gaethje. 
And I think he could beat anyone else in that division besides Khabib. Hell yeah. Uh, Golf podcast. Yes. <laughs> Golf is aggressive. Did you see that golfer Dustin Poirier? Yeah. <laughs> drop, dropping bombs. Yeah, we had a huge we had a huge weekend in sports. We had uh the American Express uh tournament. We had uh who won it? Who won the who won the golf on this golf podcast? Who won, uh Cody, can you Google Siwoo that? Siwoo Kim. Looking it up. Siwoo Kim. All right. Siwoo Kim's the winner. Never would have put money on that. And that's why you should not take our advice when it, our advice when it comes to sports betting, um, unless you're me. Unless you're Tyler, take all the advice you can. Saturday we had the fights. Sunday we had NFL football, and uh, things are slowly coming to an end. Tyler, I know I got money in Super Bowl. I am taking Tom Brady. He's been there. Mahomes, the pressure starting to mount for him. He he did well in his first two Super Bowls because he's young and doesn't necessarily understand what it takes to get there. Yep. He's been there every single time, so it seems normal to him. In the last 20 years, Tom Brady has played in 10 Super Bowls. It's unbelievable. That's that, insane. That is every other year he is in the Super Bowl. He's won six. I think he gets his seventh in two weeks from now. I agree. <sighs> I cannot fathom that. I, I just can't grasp that. Especially if the Bucks get Whitehead back and um, Winfield Jr. back. Yeah. One thing that I, I try not to think about is, we like right now, we're in the good days of sports, mm -hmm. right? We're going to, in five years, we're going to look back and we're going to be like, God, remember when... Remember when Tom Brady went to a Super Bowl every other year? Remember the intro? Well, in 10 years, he might still be playing. Uh, that, very true. Uh, remember when Bruce Buffer was doing the intros for the UFC? Remember when Joe Rogan was on the commentary? God. Like, we're in the good days right now, uh, which is why now is such an electric time to get into sports, get into golf, get into UFC, whatever it may be, because we're in the good days. It's wiping to a new era yes. in pretty much everything. Yeah. I wish you knew you were in the good old days. Before, while you were in them, right? That's how the... the okay, Macklemore. No, no, that was... Macklemore did not come up with that. That is from The Office. Nard Dog said I that. wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. Ryan's never seen The Office, which is bananas. And I think the reason I don't want to watch The Office is because you guys quote it so much. Right, and I don't ever want you to watch it. Yes, yeah. and I won't. Okay, good. Because then the bit dies. Yes. Yep. Um, speaking of bits, we have a formal debate coming up. Um I'm going to break down the rules. We'll get Jake on the podcast here. Let's take a quick break. Uh, and then you two are going to be at each other's throats yep. over what is better, a golf simulator or a top golf. Oh, God, I can't wait. All right. Bye. We're back, guys. Jake is Hello. in front of the camera for the first time in breakfast ball history. We kicked him off the podcast and then brought him back on. It's a little weird. I'm not going to lie, Tyler. <laughs> um, it is strange. Yes. Is this the I'm, big reveal? This is Jake's first time. We yeah. told him that he'd never be in front of the camera, and then we let him in front of the camera. There are genuinely people who have no clue what I look like until this moment. <laughs> so, and, so, uh, they're very disappointed right everyone now. Everyone <laughs> is disappointed. Yeah. Um, so here's how it's going to work. We've got a big debate coming between you two. Mm -hmm. I'm going to explain the rules. Jake will be debating for the side of simulators and why they are better than Ryan's side, top golfs, or anything along those lines. This is not even a debate. I mean, hold hold your peace. Hold your peace. So the way the debate is going to work is you'll get three points each. And after a point is made, the opposite argument will get a rebuttal. Your points are two minutes and 30 seconds exactly. 
your rebuttals will be one minute and 30 seconds exactly. So let's say Jake gets to go first. He delivers his point one. Ryan delivers his rebuttal. Immediately following Ryan's rebuttal, he gets to deliver his point one. What if my rebuttal is my point one? That sucks. <laughs> Not really, though. <laughs> that well, sucks. I mean, no, but then you're just going to be wasting time. So I would spend the full minute 30 on your rebuttal and then work your way into your point one. I but, won't even need a minute 30. Okay. So just make it clear to me that you are switching from rebuttal to points when you each have your turn. Yep. So easy enough. At the end of point two and the rebuttal in point two, we will have what I'm going to call the turning point. Ooh. Where I'm going to tell you two who I think is ahead and why I think they're ahead and wow. what the other team needs to do to pull ahead. Fuck. Okay. All right. So Ryan, then, get prepared to have this talk with Tyler. Then. Well, Jake, Jake's personality type too is a debater. Yes. The Myers Briggs, whatever test that is, Jake yeah. is a debater. That is true. But I. Miles is also a debater, and I have never stepped down from Miles. So, all right, let's go. Some may even <sighs> say a master debater. <laughs> that is correct, Cody. That all is right. correct. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So, Cody, I'm going to let you decide who goes first. Oh, gosh. Okay. Hate the new guy. Here. I'll let Jake go first. Okay. All right. Wow. It's been decided. <laughs> Thanks, Cody. <laughs> All right, Jake. Your opening arguments for why the simulator is better than Top Golf starts right now. Point number one, Ryan. There is no legitimate reason for you to have to spend upwards of $75 to go hit your balls at a glorified driving range. When you could go to a simulator, pay $30 with three of your friends. And you could play for the exact same amount of time and get cheaper beer on top of it for less money. There is no better thing than that. I cannot justify spending a, a, a week's worth of my paycheck <laughs> on just going and playing golf. And not even golf at that. Playing mini games at an overpriced and overglorified driving range. Now, I will say one thing that maybe not all of these, there are maybe some knockoff top golf places like that that are similar, that are more affordable. I accept those. But I will say that top golf, all the glitz and glamour is not worth it. Plus, not to mention, uh, well, no, I'll save that point for later, actually. So uh, that's all I would like to say about that point. I don't think you can justify that. Ryan, rebuttal. Okay, so you're saying thir you're saying $30 at a simulator is going to get you, that gets you two hours, correct? Uh, if you were to play with three guys, yes. Simulator, let me break it down. It's like it's $45 per hour at a golf simulator. So if you have three guys at a Top Golf and you're playing for two hours, how much are you going to pay for that? More than the simulator. Because I think it's I think it's around like 30 to 45 bucks an hour with three guys. That splits into $15 per guy approximately. More than that. False. It's 30. Can we, Cody, can you fact check that? I will. Uh, pause price per hour at a top or at a yeah at a top golf facility no way last time i was there it was like 50 dollars per hour there that's because you're dr you're drinking beer you're ordering food you're you're probably playing for four straight hours the thing about going to top golf is you understand that you're going to spend more money than you typically would anywhere else naturally because that's the atmosphere right you're outside you have uh you're hitting bombs over the net you're drinking good beers Ryan, that was one minute of your rebuttal time Please move to your point number one. Okay, so my point number one is atmosphere. I'm a huge vibe guy, right? 
why would I want to sit inside, hit balls into a canvas tarp that half the time isn't even accurate? You can't see correct ball flight. You can't you can't see how far you're hitting it. When I could be outside hitting hitting back nets left and right, and maybe spend fifteen to twenty more dollars doing that. Big time vibe check guy, and the vibe check it checks out at Top Golf, Jake. That is it. See into your point. My rebuttal now, Ryan. I think trying to compare the two vibes is like trying to compare apples to oranges. It serves two different purposes, Ryan. The top golf is the apple. Ryan, please. Ryan, I respect, please. Time's running out. It's comparing apples to oranges. They're there for two different things. It, 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 you cannot compare the vibes. One is swanky, one is high class. I'm not swanky and or high class. Therefore, I just cannot relate to top golf. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, anyways, uh, so I am there to just drink a couple two-tree beers, get the job done. That's that your, what that vibe check is for. There's my rebuttal. Point number two, Ryan. Quick interjection here. I did find the uh, Top Golf pricing. They actually have unlimited golf for $15 for two hours per person. Fucking shut boom. up. Monday through Friday, $15, two hours. <clears throat> unlimited. All right, I'll shut Kept- up. Is it point two for me, Tyler? This is this is Jake's point two starts right now. Yep. Oh, all right. Yes. My point number two right now. Uh there is uh, although you can say that there is no better feeling than hitting the back wall at Top Golf, nothing beats going three twenty down the pipe in the golf simulator. You hear that ball smack the tarp, and all your friends know that that ball is going at least three fifteen plus. Can't relate. <laughs> There is no better feeling. Ryan's typing it up on his phone right now. He's going like, when's the last time that Jake drove 315? That's on Google. Yeah, it's it's pretty easy to find information, I guess. There is no better feeling. Yes, you can hit the back wall, but the back wall at Top Golf is like 200 some yards. Since it's a limited flight ball, it doesn't matter. You can hit the top. You can hit the back net. Not to mention Top Golf. They uh, snazz it up with the lights behind you so that you can see your ball going into the dark night sky. So it looks like you hit the ball an awful lot further than you actually do. That's why like those TikToks do so well at people hitting stingers is like because the flashlight is on on their phone and you can see the white ball just slowly disappear as it moves out of the light. That's the Top Golf effect. They make you feel good for only hitting 260 yards, whereas at the simulator you can smack a ball dead center into the tarp. And that thing is flying. Rebuttal. Ryan, your rebuttal starts now. When is the last time you've ever hit 315? No, no, no. I did last time I was at the simulator. I hit 320. That's completely false. Uh, you can ask some of the merch boys. You can ask Jade. I did it. <sighs> That's completely false. No, ask. Second off, why wouldn't Top Golf do that? It gets more people in the door and it gets more of the average to below average golfers like us to want to come have a good time, swing some clubs, do all that kind of stuff. So it's catering not to the person who's going to the simulator to try and keep that that five handicap or that scratch golfer, like really, really catering to those people. It's catering to the average guy, the average gal, anyone who just wants to go hit some bombs, even if it makes you feel a little bit better because you can see the, the flight of the ball. You can only hit it 270. It doesn't matter. You feel good leaving there. That's it. Perfect. Your point two starts right now, Ryan. Multiple bars at Top Golf, top floor, bottom floor. The bar you could go to the bar and not even feel like you're at Top Golf. 
again, vibe, huge vibe check. Big TVs all over the place. You have the TV right next to your bay where you're hitting. You don't have to look around behind you to say, oh, look at the score of the game. I didn't even realize that two quarters had passed and I hadn't seen the TV because you're so focused on the game. With Top Golf, you can focus on the play and the game at the same time. Big advantage for me. Is that your point too? Concluded. Jake, your rebuttal. Uh, before I knew that this was actually going to be a structured debate, I was going <laughs> to give Top Golf two pros. I was going to give them two pros against all the cons that I have against them. Number one, I can watch a Twins game while I'm golfing. Nothing beats that for me. I can watch the Twins beat up on the Tigers. Perfect. Uh, and the second one that I was going to give them a pro on was uh, is being able to judge distances with your clubs. If you shoot for the little uh, yellow circle out there, you shoot for the red circle out there, you know, you got, got 75 yards, got a buck 25, right? You know, all right, I'm going to three quarter swing my P wedge here. You know, I'm going to bring out my eight iron. I'm a full swing. You know, you get the, you get the drill. So they'll help you out with that. I'll give you those two, but there's one bar at the simulator. That's all the only bar you need. I'm only there for the beers. I don't need three different fancy bars. Uh, that's not me. So your time is up. Yep. All right. We are at this pivotal moment in the debate, the turning point. Right now, I'm just going to go right away. I'm going to tell you who is ahead, and I'm going to tell you why. Ryan is ahead. Naturally. Ryan is ahead. One, because your point number one, Jake, was completely debunked with one Google search. Number two. <laughs> yes. Your point yeah, number yeah, two, yeah. you fluffed up the opponent. You gave the opponent too many points. Your point number two was that piping a drive into the tarp 320 is satisfying, but then you also explained why piping a drive at Top Golf is satisfying. I said as why well. it's fake. Well, it's all it's all fake. They only fluff it up with the lights and all that but shit. But then you described you described how satisfying it is with those lights. And yeah, Ryan, I may have done that. You yeah. did kind of hype up the other side of it without hyping. <laughs> well, up. Yes, yeah, you should have just said that you only you hit shorter. At Top Golf, you shouldn't said it doesn't look sweet. I did kind of give him two pros and then, in my rebuttal too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then that was a whole rebuttal was two points to Top Golf. <laughs> yeah. And then Ryan's second point about there being multiple bars. Yes, that might be unnecessary, but it is. What do what do people like? They like unnecessary shit. Correct. Well, in my mind, I'm thinking if there's multiple bars, there's more places for the servers to go. That's coming to your base also. So if they know the top bar is full, they can go get your drink at the bottom bar faster. Downside of the simulator only having one bar, you're restricted to those bartenders. And I would, so that's all I could think of. And the whole argument with the TVs, you should have rebuttaled with simulators also have TVs yeah, right but next only, to the tables. But only if you pay for the, oh, well, yeah, there are Not TVs really, in there. But if you do well, buy we're, the, and uh, we're looking at our the the simulator that we go to. Yes. So they could be different across the board, but yes. Uh, also, if you pay extra, you get one of the big like uh, surround view simulators, and you can get a game on on one of the big projectors that's cool. in there. Yeah, it is cool. But also, I know I'm not I'd be pay the smacking extra. balls into whatever basketball game is on yeah. <laughs> right into the court. <laughs> yeah. I like that shanking it into three point line. <laughs> okay, so where we stand right now, Jake, you have a tall mountain to climb. Because I think you lost both points, but that doesn't matter. It doesn't go by rounds. It goes by total points. So you're going to need to knock it out of the fucking park through the lights lit up behind you into the satisfying moment that is Top Golf, <laughs> and take Ryan, the t-shirt guy, out. Your point number one, Jake, starts right now. Number three, excuse me. 
Top Golf may claim to be year round, but it is not. Yes, no it is. one, no, <laughs> it is outdoors, and you can go to Top Golf when it's two degrees outside. No one wants to do that. Those heaters don't do jack shit. Yeah, they or, do. No, I've been there, Ryan. Please, <laughs> wrong, <laughs> wrong. That's minus Ryan. one point for Ryan. Time's still running. Yes, Ryan. Thank you for de- derailing me for a second. Uh, the simulator is uh, climate controlled. There, it is constantly the same temperature. You know that you can show up there in jeans and a tee, and you can rip drives like no other. All right, you go to Top Golf. It could be hot outside in the middle of the summer. There is nothing worse than golfing when it is ridiculously hot outside or even golfing during the summer on a day where it's 45 degrees outside, 50 degrees outside, the wind's blowing and they don't have those heaters kicked on. That sucks. Or even in the summer, it gets late at night. The temperature drops into the 60s. You're wearing a T-shirt all day and then you show up to top golf. You think I'm going to you know, play a little bit here and then you're poorly and improperly dressed. You go to the simulator all the time, climate controlled. You can go there on a rainy day, snowy day, cloudy day. doesn't matter. Does that conclude your point number three? Concludes point number three, Brian. So Wrong. So basically what you're saying, you're going to get deducted a point. <laughs> we're, we're back to even now. Basically what you're saying is you're a fair weather golfer. Uh, that doesn't mean what you're trying to say. Uh, yeah. uh, super hot in the summer. Who wants to be out in the super hot in the summer? 45 degrees. Who wants to golf? In fo- Jake, when the beers are flowing, you don't even know what temp it is outside. <laughs> point number two. That's, that's a good point. Tyler, shut up. Um... <laughs> that that concludes the rebuttal. That's all that I need to say. All right. Ryan's point number three. Let's go. Point number three. People like unnecessary stuff, as Tyler said. And one unnecessary thing that uh, translates from the actual driving range to Top Golf is when the guy is out there in the ball cart picking up balls, who doesn't want to try and smack balls and hit that window? You literally have a moving target at Top Golf that you can smack as hard as you want. No one, no one's going to get mad at you. Um, they might say, hey, you know, maybe you shouldn't be hitting the car. It mimics the actual driving range that you can hit piss missiles at the ball cart and feel satisfied about it. Guys, I think I'm losing this one. Or is that, is that are we wrapped up? Okay. Um, Jake, you get one final rebuttal to Ryan's final point. You should not have just said what you just said. <laughs> Guys, because uh, here's the thing is that I can't hit that cart for the life of me. So it doesn't really matter to me. That's my only thing. I've tried a zillion times. I've never once hit the ball picker up or cart. Thing. But you continue to try. Yeah, I do. <laughs> One day I will. Is that your rebuttal? Uh, uh, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, folks. <laughs> let me let me tally Ew. up the points. Cody, I think we're in agreement. Do we need to confer or are we just I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing though. I will say with the heating situation in Top Golf, I was out there last winter at Top Golf and I was in a jeans and a t-shirt. Yes. And it was perfectly fine. Now they have three rows of heaters, one where you sit, one where you hit, and one right in front of that yeah. to like block that extra wind coming at you. You cannot feel the outside temperature. We have it's gone to two different top golfs then. Minneapolis? Yeah. Coon Rapids. Oh, there's another one up there too. Coon Rapids, Minnesota. Yeah. That's the only one I've been to in the north. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, yeah. Okay, like, that is uh, the Arizona, I think, is the other one I was at. We had two very different experiences. All right, folks. Here's the, here's the final verdict. Round one overwhelmingly went to Ryan <laughs> with Jake's 
whole point being debunked. <laughs> <laughs> Round two also went to Ryan because Jake argued more for top than he, than he did for the simulator. That was a closer round in theory, but the arguments presented to me, which is the only information that I can take in, tipped it over to Ryan. Now, round three, I have never been to a top golf, so I'm only taking what is said in the argument. And I think round three was a wash. I think hitting the cart guy, I mean, is that really a big, a big yeah. draw? Oh, yeah. At Top Golf, that is kind of because he only draw. comes out so often. So when he comes out, that's the goal is to is to hit hit the the ball cart. Yeah, okay. but he's only ever out there so often. It's not a big draw. You get lucky if you see the guy. It's a cool thing, but it's not like you go there to hit this dude. No, absolutely not. And then I I see Jake's argument as well as like I can't hit that fucking guy. But you're always going to try. All right. I get that. But then also, the climate control may be okay at Top Golf. It is. But it is perfect in a simulator. Correct. You are never getting too hot. You are never getting too cold in a simulator. Top Golf, there is the potential. No, you can adjust them. The heaters have adjustments on the wall. So you can make it as hot or as cold as you want. You could have them okay, off or all, right. all the way on. Cody you can is it. team Top Golf. Right now. <laughs> I love Top Golf, but, yeah. but they are adjustable, so you can choose that. So the winner of this debate and and champion of the chair is Ryan, the T-shirt guy. Jake, you lost your only ever camera appearance. You're gonna have to work really hard to get back in front of the camera, my guy. Yeah, well, there's just there's just no argument against Top Golf when it comes to. Some when it comes to a simulator, uh, top golf, sweet shots, anything like that, you literally cannot compare it to being outside, being on the second or third deck and hitting absolute piss missiles. Uh, here's my thing, too, is I also have not been to a top golf this year. So the only thing fresh in my memory right now is being in the simulator. Quit arguing have... for top golf. No, Stick that, to your guns. It's, it's over. It's over. It's you over. also don't need to bring your own clubs to top golf. And surprisingly, no, that's what I hate. The clubs are not that bad. No, they were terrible. They're so short. <laughs> you just got to be able to adjust. Jim. I'm also not what? How tall are you, Ryan? Uh, five nine. Oh, yeah, they're probably built for you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that would have deducted you a point. In Ryan won despite being deducted a point because Jake did not interrupt you once during your main points. Um, rebuttals, I'm a little more loose on. There can be some question asking and some interrupting. Yep. But you did interrupt him several times for a one point deduction, but you were well ahead. Yep. So I, one- I could I could deal with a one point deduction. Unanimous decision went to me. It did. It did. Uh, it might have even been a second round KO. Um, I honestly, after Jake's first point, after a 10 second Google search was completely debunked. It was downhill from there. It was. Yeah, it, it kind of was. You had a you had a big knockdown. Then he yeah. was saved by the bell. I yeah. should have saved that one for my third point. I could have, you know, if I'm wrong on my third point, that's fine. I got two other points to back it up. I was wrong from the get go. That's never a good sign. Jake was right about the prices of the drinks at the simulator, though. He, at least at the simulator is here. You get a, a bucket of beers for what? 20 bucks? 15. 15, 15 bucks at Top Golf. You pounders. are not getting that same price. No, no. but it Top is a lot Go- more. You're saving a hell of a lot more money with the golf, though. And that's right. the reason Top Golf has two bars is to try and get as many drinks in your face as possible. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Absolutely. That's why it makes money. All right. Great debate. So I think what we need to do this debate segment, I like it, but it needs some refining. We need to give you guys your sides. Bef- more than five minutes before the podcast, yeah, probably. <laughs> so, not a. There was only one point in all six points that went over a minute. 
<laughs> and you had two minutes and 30 seconds allotted to each of you. Uh, the rebuttals ended up being longer than most points. So we'll prepare better for the next debate. We will announce the next debate. But I like this is a fun test run. So I think that uh, it'll be back, but we'll do it better. We've tried it out. We know what we're doing now. Uh, the next debate will be electric. And if I'm involved, I will win. False. Yes. Yeah, I'm the on Ryan is champ right you now. You are. You are. Congratulations. You, you are the champion of something that we came up with 10 minutes ago. Correct. <laughs> That's all that matters. <laughs> Give me that gold belt, baby. All right. So let's take a quick break. We'll be back with our golf movie of the month. Ooh, tin, tin cup. 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 Uh, I'm going to let you guys know right now. I took way less notes on this one than Caddyshack. And so. I actually took notes on this one. All so, right. Uh, made up for that one, Tyler. We're going to get into that one after the break. All right, guys, it's time to talk about Tin Cup, oh. the first ever movie reviewed on the double bogey show that I'm not upset about watching. The first ever movie that I've taken more notes than you have. Yeah, these are all the notes I took. Ah, these are the notes I've taken. Pretty Tyler. similar. So, yeah, pretty similar. Um, how do we want to start this? Uh, let's just start right off the top. The opening scene... Um, was drawn out way too long, 90s style, with just a bunch of static shots and shitty music. Um, uh, last place to hit golf balls for the next 514 miles four, or something. Four, They spelled out four like golf. Okay, yep. Um, the first scene where they're all sitting on the deck gambling about which bug is going to get zapped first made me think of you in 0. 0.7 seconds. <laughs> you and your degenerate gambling would fit in with that crew so much. They're gambling over what lessons he's going to teach the chick, what bug is going to get zapped yeah. first. There's so much random gambling yeah. in Who this. Who can get the riddle Yes, first. Yeah. The like, riddle. What did you think of the riddle? I've heard that one before. Yeah, I heard it, so I knew the answer right away. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of funny. Um, but like when he's trying to qualify for the U.S. Open and they're doing random side bets... Yeah. During this actual U.S. <laughs> Open yeah. sanctioned tournament, and he's just looking at people in the crowd like, hey, 40 bucks says I, f I finish under par with my seven. Like, who is gambling with the crowd at these legitimate events? Also, if you haven't seen Tin Cup yet, uh, this is Kevin Costner we're talking about. Yes. This is, uh, this is one of the goats. I think Kevin Costner is the best sports movie actor of all time. Yeah. Uh, and I honestly think that this wasn't his best role. His his him trying to be like overly Texan came off a little can to me. Like his That's fair. I I, I would agree with that. Yep. Um, but other than that, like he's a he's a great sports actor. You can tell that he was an actual athlete. Yeah. Because his swing wasn't PGA level, but it's a good golf swing. But could you also tell that it was an it was like a it was uh like a stunt double, essentially, uh, that was from hitting the distance yeah. shot. Yeah, from the yep. distance shot. Because yep. you could only see, and in, especially in the scene where he's like bouncing the ball on the club, yep. it wasn't his face. No, in it, exactly. And it didn't even look like his arm. Yep. And then we just cut to him, <laughs> yeah. like completely different scene. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what a lot I did. Of follow through is like, yes. you, you see the swing from a really yeah. long ways away, and then it's a tight shot of the follow through of Kevin Costner. Yep. Uh, what I did find out, Tyler, is Kevin Costner is a 14 handicap in, in real, real life. life. Yep. Okay. Which, you know, that's... That that's, makes sense. That's his swing looks like a 14 handicap. Yep. And uh, I thought it was interesting because I would have thought that he wasn't as good of a golfer as he was. I think they could have done that movie without a stunt double. Maybe had to take a couple extra shots. Mm -hmm. um, but hey, a couple extra shots. Uh, looking at the ending scene of the movie, which we'll get into in a bit, uh, 
fucking 12 shots later. <laughs> and it, yeah. hang on, hold that point. I want to get back to the beginning when they're placing side bets. Did you realize who was in the background? Phil. Phil Mickelson. Yeah, I have that. Is that a young? So did, that's a young Phil Mickelson. Were all of the people besides Sims and McAvoy actual golfers? I believe so because in the post credits, in the post credits, it was like uh, um, there was there was multiple uh, professional golfers listed as as himself. Yes. Okay. Yep. Um, Cody, for one thing, we do with all of these movie reviews. If you could do this while we're talking here, can you pull up the IMDb trivia for Tin Cup? Yep. Um, so yeah, back to the beginning of the movie. Um, so I have some notes that I thought were negatives right away. And then I have my positives. Yep. Give me the negatives, Tyler. Her first, the first lesson with this chick is ridiculous. It's the worst. It's 15 minutes long. And then he's like, all right, see you later. Pay me. Yeah. They, she they she hits one good shot. They didn't cut anything out of it. And the, the, so it was too long for a movie one that it was 15 minutes, but they didn't time lapse it or anything where you're like, okay, this chick is actually getting what she's paid for. Yeah. He just does a weird poem, hits a couple nice shots himself. And he's like, you suck. So there's <laughs> one shot, pay me in cash please. Cause the IRS is coming. Yeah. I also thought the mini there. So there's like mini storylines throughout the whole entire movie, right? It's him trying to get the girl, him trying to qualify for the U S open. Um, Sims, him, Sims him, is a bad guy, but you don't see it yet. Yep. Him trying to pay his ex-girlfriend the 12 grand or whatever, which is unnecessary. Yeah. There was a, there was a lot of these mini storylines. It was like, it just went through it so quick. It was like, almost he just, confusing. He jumped mm -hmm. from like liking this girl and giving her his first lesson and it Boom, just dang. I her. love you. Yeah, just, it was yep. just like there was no substance to it, really. Yeah, so I think that this movie could, it was two hours and 15 minutes. And I think if they would have cut out, they could cut out the owing the stripper money. Like it's fine if it's <laughs> it's ex girlfriend, but then Romeo likes her. Like, yeah. keep that. You don't need the money thing. Yep. You, you need a more gradual progression of him falling in love with this girl. And you cut it down to about an hour 45, and I think we have a better movie. I agree. 100%. But I agree. I, you know, that was actually probably one of my least favorite movies I've ever watched. Are you serious? I'm serious. Ten really? I did not like have it. Have you seen Caddyshack, Cody? I have seen Caddyshack. It's, and you thought it was worse than Caddyshack? I thought it was worse. Than oh, oh, my gosh. Wow. This is I'm taking a huge turn. From the standpoint of Kevin Costner is a sociopath. Like... He is in the movie. insane. Yeah, in the movie. Yeah. His character, Roy McAvoy, is a sociopath. Oh, yeah. He deliberately sabotages this perfectly good relationship. She was head over heels for Sims. But Sims is a loser. Yeah. yeah but he's, at the he's same time, like she did genuinely like him. And for good reason. And she's a good gal. Like, but that then, was perfectly fine. But everything he said about Sims ended up being true when she caught him being yeah. an absolute yeah. dickhead that to is that true. kid. But... That was before she realized that, you know, at the same time, he literally just sabotages this perfectly good relationship up to that point. Like she would have eventually found that out mm -hmm. and then he could have had a shot. Yeah. But he literally sabotaged what she thought was the perfect relationship just so that this guy living out of a Winnebago could have a shot with this chick. That to me was like, <laughs> this is weird. Tyler, like, what's your take creepy. on that? Uh, no, I uh, I would I was gonna end this segment again with you know how we did is Danny Noonan a scumbag? Yeah, I wanted to end it with is McAvoy a scumbag? Is McAvoy a sociopath? Yeah, so we'll end it with that. We'll circle back to this. Let's okay. just get through all the notes and then we'll debate. Can I also say one thing that this movie had like Happy Gilmore vibes? It did. Like, it didn't know if it wanted to be 
greatest game ever played or if it wanted to be Happy Gilmore. Yeah. And it found a weird middle ground. Yeah, I, which I, I enjoyed that aspect of it. Yeah, I did too. I thought it was a better, way better movie than Caddyshack. Um, so my next note is talking about the round where he beats the guy with fucking yard equipment. Dude, that's my favorite. Uh, that's my favorite bit of the movie. Really? He has to pawn off his clubs. Mm -hmm. He needs money. And then he, he gets like a hoe, like a, like a garden hoe, a shovel and a rake and a rake. Oh, and he, oh, he had a baseball bat too and a baseball driver. Bat. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Talk about grit. Um, talk about how bad the guy that lost that bet had to feel at the end of this. <laughs> I know, dude. And then they went right to the pawn shop. They they got the clubs. And um, did they proceed to break all the clubs after they got them back from the yes. pawn shop? Or yes. That, that Also, that clip in the movie gave me the highest anxiety ever. <laughs> when are you going to stop breaking clubs? Like that is... That was the first, that was brand new set of clubs. He just bought that set of clubs and he starts breaking them. Oh, it was again, his old set that he had pawned off. So he bought And he went back and bought them. Okay, okay. Yep. Either way, I have emotional connection to my clubs. My clubs are dog shit, but I don't ever want new ones because I'm attached to them. Wow. He's on an ego trip. He's a sociopath. Yes. Cody, we will get to sociopath. <laughs> okay. The 90s vibes in this movie are through the roof, which makes sense because it was it is a 90s movie, but it's such a fucking 90s. The soundtrack, oh god, is unbelievable. Yeah. There's a song like what's it? I wrote it. It's called the Double Bogey Blues. Yes, dude. Yes. I'm like, we need that for the yes. intro of the show, <laughs> right? I wonder if that was. Do you have IMDb trivia pulled up? Yes, I do. Does it say anything about that? I bet that song was written for the movie. I am not seeing anything in it so far here. Okay, that, that, that's either a way. Great just, in, intro to our show, the Double Bogey Show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're going to run into some copyright issues, I think. Naturally, but I thought that was a really good one. Um, down with her car after the shrink call. I have no clue. There's nothing what about this note is. the Double Bogey Blues. Um, so here's my qu a question I have about this movie: Why the fuck is Dave Sims a legitimate PGA Tour champion? hanging out in this bumfuck town in West Texas all the time. <laughs> like he doesn't care that much about Roy McAvoy. Right. That he's just spending time in this shitty little town. Also, if he is a PGA tour champ, why is he why, not giving the lessons himself? That and why does he need Roy McAvoy's help in winning his charity golf tournament? That's all I could I could not figure that um, out. So it he, was so he strange. explains that because it's his hometown golf tournament that he puts on. And nobody knows that course better than Roy. Gotcha. So he needed Roy to help caddy for him. Okay. Because Roy, like he said, that Roy knows every single break. He knows every cuttable spot. He knows every yeah. slight, slight turn on the greens. Yep. So like, that's why he wanted McAvoy. It to seemed caddy. like a lazy dynamic, though. Like right. that was their cop out way of getting these two connected. Yeah. But well, it was like that's they, they played know, in college weird. together. Yeah. Right. Uh, but like, why the. F so I get it. You show up to get him to caddy for you in this little town. But after the caddy relationship breaks up, why does he keep going back? <laughs> That's a great question. He's exactly. spending so much time in this town in the middle of nowhere because we know that it's the only golf for 521 miles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Weird. Anyway, that's strange. Um no way in fuck is Roy McAvoy hitting his seven 230 yards. No. 
Nope, not a chance. Two thirty-seven on the dot. That was two twenty-seven. Two twenty-seven. Yes, on yep. the dot. I loved. I loved Sims in that bet, though. Getting yeah. it down the road, I thought that was great. But the ending scene of this movie, where he's trying to hit two sixty with his three wood, how in God's name is he hitting two twenty-seven with his seven iron? Yeah, but not hitting two sixty with his three. For wood. the amount of clubs that are in between the seven and the three wood, that just it just doesn't add up. Right, like if you break it down with clubs that people don't really use these days, like he's using a two and a three iron. Yep. But if you go for the, you got the six, the five, the four, the three, and the two before this three wood. It's just like a five yard jump with each club. But the seven hits two twenty seven. It's that's that's ridiculous to me. Um, but I did love Sims hitting it down the road. Uh, I didn't know why he was so confident right away. Me either. I was like, "What? Uh, I know Sims can't hit it that far. So what's he gonna do?" And then I think they like they did a quick scene of like the road, and I'm like, oh, "Okay, he's mm-hmm. gonna hit it." And everyone's like, "Why is he lining up that way? What's he doing?" I get it now. He smashed it down the road. And I loved his line where like the guy's like, "Did he just hit it down the road?" And Sim just looks at him, drops the clubs, like, it's still going. Yes. Just, I might talk drop. about a weird social dynamic, though. Like, I feel like uh, nowadays, if you make a bet with someone and they did that, you, it wouldn't, you wouldn't win. Yeah. Like, that's not how you do it. I mean, those degenerate gamblers, though, would have pulled that same move. So they got to respect the legality of that I bet. Yes. I just thought it was strange that they let it fly. Yeah, I feel um, like they would have made uh, more noise about that. Speaking of bets they shouldn't have let fly. <laughs> homies teeing off in a PGA clubhouse. Pelican <laughs> yeah. on a post. Right. Yes, and he yeah. smokes it. Uh, did PETA have something to say about this? I don't know. I mean, he didn't hit the pelican, True. but he did take it out of its natural nesting. Yes, ground. he like, yeah. But he hits out of a restaurant. Yeah. He has to hit the perfect stinger, avoid 50 people towards everybody yes and they're just ducking and the asshole announcers <laughs> the announcing into the beer thing like, <laughs> yeah, yeah like the pop the deal. pop dispenser yeah. yeah um i thought that bet was like just the right amount of ridiculous to be funny um my last note is when romeo quits being his caddy the other caddy the fat dude is a vibe and a half <laughs> That is that's the yeah. type of guy I want to golf with. I had to caddy for Ryan for a video and I 1000% understand where that man was coming at. He's like, "I don't know what to tell you. I don't want to carry this bag. I'm dying. Please take it." <laughs> and then uh and then Roy had to carry the bag for like the last 3 holes. He was telling Romeo. Yeah, he he carried it for the last 4 holes and he still qualified for the US Open. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um Tyler, one of my favorite lines of this movie and this is why I love golf so much, right? When they're they're in the Winnebago, they're mm-hmm. having a good time, you know. He says, "Golfing, golf, and sex are the two things in life you can be bad at and still enjoy." <laughs> yeah, that was a great line. I thought you were going to go the serious route and say that like perfection is unattainable. No, um, but no, that was a great line. I, I should have written a note about that, but that is a, a phenomenal line. Let's move into IMDb trivia, Cody. What do you have for us? When filming at the, was it Tubac? Tubic? Tubac Golf Resort in the Arizona desert, the script called for a water hazard. Since there were none on the course, the filmmakers built one and named it Tin Cup Lake. No shit. They made the water hazard. That's sweet. Yeah. Many of the golf shots by Kevin Costner's character were actual shots by Costner himself. No shit. Yep. So we're wrong. Yep. Wrong. Yep. Um, let's see here. Cheech Marin disliked golf until he joined this film, later having become an avid player of the game. Who is Cheech Marin? The Romeo. caddy. Romeo. That was wrong. Okay. He's from yep. Cheech and Chung. 
Oh, yeah. Shit. I saw Cheech <laughs> right away. I'm like, what? what? Where's Cheech going to? And then I just completely forgot about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Roy McAvoy's final overall score in the U.S. Open was a one under par 287. His four round scores were 83, 62, 64, 78. Jesus. How about the, that last scene okay. where he, he shoots that? The ending of the movie. A 12 and everyone just loses their minds. Like because that is not good. Because like in theory, if that wasn't his sixth try on a drop, that would have been an albatross. So everyone is super pumped about that. Because that would have been a two on a par five. Yeah. But since he had so many water hazards, obviously it's a 12. But like just the fact that he made what would have been an albatross shot set the crowd through the roof. Two I, two spots of high anxiety for me. Breaking the clubs and him continuing to hit balls oh until my his God. last one. I'm like, what? this is not how I expected the movie to end. It was com- a complete curveball for me. <laughs> right. Like The whole thing is like he's going through this huge emotional growth. Yeah. But then he's not. Yeah, he's just back to his old ways. <laughs> he's like, and the whole thing is like, oh, I got to learn to sometimes just play it safe. Yeah. And he's like, just kidding. I'm going to get a 12 on the final hole. I'm going to lose the U.S. Open. <sighs> uh, I'm going to get the girl. Like, And then everything works out in his favor. Right. And the girl is all about like telling him, like, you need to grow emotionally. You're a boy trapped in a man's body. And then at the end of it, she's like, I love that you're a boy trapped <laughs> in a man's body. <laughs> yeah. What the heck? Yeah, I don't um, know. So I want to do something from now on with movies. Like I want to know who is your favorite character or who is your favorite supporting character? Because nine times out of 10, our favorite character is going to be the main character. Yep. Who is your favorite supporting character? Mine is a no brainer. I know where you're going. Romeo. Boom. Romeo was the the man. He was the perfect amount of comedic relief. He was level headed enough to counteract the schizophrenia that was Roy McElvoy. Sociopath. Yes, yes. We'll get into we'll get into, <laughs> we're gonna Cody's conclude it with sociopath Roy. Um, but yeah, what about you? I would have to agree. I, I, I like him, but I also like the uh the announcer, the CBS announcer that was in the bar. Oh, what about his shot off the pisser? And the pisser, yeah. The pisser shot, yep. Like uh that guy because that was the same announcer. Yep. The guy in the bar was also he was doing side bets with the announcer yeah. during a broadcast. I think that's probably very illegal to oh, do it's in gotta the be. broadcasting world. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but right. again, tin cup didn't matter. Cody, same thing, Romeo. Romeo by far my favorite character. Number one supporting cast. Yes. Um big theme in our golf movies that we've been reviewing. Um lots of betting. Caddyshack, yeah. betting's illegal, but we're gonna bet. Lots of betting. Um <laughs> Tin cup Happy. betting is not illegal, and we're degenerates about it. <laughs> Happy Literally Gilmore. everyone betting is grandma's house. Yes, yes. So much betting in golf. There is the everyone in the whole main storyline places a bet or is involved with the bet at some point. Even Molly Griswold bets. Yeah, the Sims for the that, Pelican. Yes. So like. What is this? Like, I know that's relevant to the golf world, but that was like too much. <laughs> also, what a weird way to break <laughs> up with someone. No kidding. Yeah. Uh, he gave her the money. He said something to her, and then that was it. She was with yeah. she was with McAvoy yep. after that. Th- that's how you show your love Weird. is by betting on someone. Yeah, <laughs> you can easy, have the girl. <laughs> easy way to break like, up. What? Just place a bet. Place a bet against your significant other, and it's done. Yeah. Weird. Weird move. Uh, let's go to. I don't even think this needs to be a debate because I think we all agree <laughs> that Roy McAvoy is a sociopath, but he's an entertaining one. Yes. So agreed. instead of like yeah. with Danny Noonan where we did, is he a scumbag? Let's just do why Roy is a sociopath. One, he is an absolute degenerate gambler alcoholic. Yep. You never yep. once in that entire movie 
see him drink anything that's not alcoholic. Yeah, he doesn't have a sip of water. He doesn't have a Gatorade. Yeah, he doesn't have a lemonade. He is constantly drinking for two hours and fifteen minutes. The whole Winnebago thing of like, uh, she has she takes a donut from him, right? Mm -hmm. She takes the donut and then she's like, I don't want this anymore. So he holds up a blender, like a blender pitcher, (laughs) and she puts it in there. I'm like, is that the garbage? (laughs) What is going on? And he throws his garbage out the window. Did into get, the pool, into the into the spa, the spa. The spa yes. Did you catch the dynamic of how he got the Winnebago? He no. won that from the same guy, that, from the same guy, the shovel guy. Yeah, no shit. Yes, yeah. he said they'll forget about the Winnebago that I won from you last time. If you win this car from me, yeah. Oh, so the only reason he has a home is because he won it. He's gambling. He wagered it. Yeah. Yes. That is insane. Weird. I did not know that. It's a. It was a weird dynamic. And now them washing the cups in the spa. Yeah. In that stagnant pool of water. <laughs> like, in the hot West Texas sun. <laughs> is there is there anything IMDb related that says this is an actual driving range you can go to? No. Oh, uh, that driving range looks like a pile of absolute hot garbage. Looks well, cool though. They're out, sunbathing on top of it. Outside of two fifty, <laughs> it's just it's desert. Yeah. Um, another reason he's a sociopath, Cody, you can go in on this one, the whole relationship thing. Yeah. He did go in there and snipe that relationship. I do think that Sims was a piece of shit. Yeah, absolutely. But at the beginning of the movie, he seems like a perfectly normal, like well put together guy. He's level headed. And and she also thinks that. So for him to sabotage this and only him knowing that and her being happy to me is that's weird. But she was going to find out eventually. I think she was. But I think so. He saved her. From a lot of distress by sniping uh, her away. Or yeah. did he cause it? He did cause a lot of distress in that. He you might have. see how distraught she was. She even called her mentor to say, hey, what is going on? Now? It happened. Yeah. Her patience in love with yeah, me. Yeah, right. This is weird. It was just weird. He's on an ego trip the entire movie. Doesn't know when to quit. And even a couple times it paid off. But ultimately, that was kind of his downfall throughout his whole life. Like, that's the reoccurring theme. Yeah. He's has a heavily addicted to everything personality. Yeah, you're right. He's addicted to booze. He's addicted to gambling and he's addicted to proving himself in weird ways. Yeah. Um, So like the whole thing where Romeo is telling the story about how he he lost to qualify for the tour because he hit that same shot 50 times. The whole movie was set up to have him grow out of that phase. I know. And then he never did. And then he ends the movie doing the same <laughs> fucking thing. Yeah. He doesn't grow as a person. He just gained this beautiful woman. Yeah. And now he's a, considered a good golfer. Well, he did set the single round record. He beat Jack Nicholas. So, but still, like, he didn't really grow. Like, we already knew he was a good golfer and he knew he was a good golfer. Oh, yeah. Nothing he really let everybody changed. know. The dynamic stayed the exact same. <laughs> like, that to me was weird. There's no personal gain there. Yeah. He's got big anti hero vibes. Like, he's a piece right. of shit that you want to see do well. Yeah. I think you could set up that exact same movie plot, but spin it to be him as a really bad person just with the change in the. Uh, the track selection just in the music change and <laughs> it could be set up as a terrible movie like he's a really bad guy just that music was that was it was a trip the music was a trip that might have been my favorite part of the movie because i felt like i was nine years old again <laughs> yeah. i think i can take a lot away from him getting the yips yeah the shanks yeah i literally two weekends ago i had the same thing i could i could not hit a shot straight for the life of me was your wife on your mind no, she no, she wasn't at all. 
Uh, Maybe it, she should have been. So you weren't thinking about your swing. Exactly. I, hat goes backwards. Um, T goes up, and I, I need to do something different. And uh, I thought that was very relatable because I think a lot of people. Yes. Also, super philosophical move by Romeo to be like, "All right, move all this weird shit around." He's like, "Now you're not thinking about golf. You're thinking about how stupid you look." Yeah. And he all of a sudden is hitting bombs again. Yeah. Maybe that's what we need to do. Look like dipshits. Yeah. <laughs> Ima- okay. So side note: Imagine being the day before the U.S. Open, all of the professional golfers in this tournament are sitting at the driving range with you, and he's not just shanking the ball a little bit to the right; <laughs> he is hitting it perpendicular from yeah. his body down the line. Yeah, people hitting a guy <laughs> yeah. down the yeah. range. Yeah, she hit one of the dude that the guy wanted the autograph from. Yeah, yep. right, right. And then rather than playing it off, he literally just yells, who hit that? <laughs> that was pissed. funny. I yeah. thought that was funny. Yeah, that was really good. Cause like, I've done that before. Where, like I hit a shit shot. Like, what the f-? Look around. <laughs> yeah. Like, where did that come from? Yep. Uh, no, all in all, I enjoyed the movie. It was lighthearted um, with some very fucked up undertones. Uh, but it, it was, I enjoyed my time. I liked it. I probably won't ever rewatch it. Same. But I'm happy I watched it one time. And I'll be honest, Tyler, I've never heard of, I had never heard of Tin Cup before we started talking that we were going to watch it for the podcast. Mm-hmm. I have high hopes for our next movie. Um, Which is going to, you haven't told me what it's going to be. It is. It's just because I am a, a big, big fan of this actor. We have confused Tin Cup with it many times. We will do The Legend of Beggar Vance. And that's Will Smith? Will Smith. Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. And Shia LaBeouf. That was uh, that. that was the play next on Amazon Prime for me. Yep, me too. Me too. That's going to be a good one. Uh, let's rank the movie and then we'll wrap this baby up. Uh, I want to hear what Cody is going to give this. We're going <laughs> to IMDB it. I want uh, a number with through 10 that you would rank this movie because I know what IMDB ranked it. I remembered it. What? I, I'm going to say uh, a one. Holy shit, Are you dude. fucking I, All right, we got to go into this. Why do you hate it so much? I think... Besides Roy is a home wrecker. I've, I paid $4.38 too much to watch this on Amazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> and Damn. that was what it cost. One, do- one out of ten. Well, I was to- cringing the entire time. I just think it was poor acting. I think they picked the right actors. I think it was the best it could have been. But in my opinion weird dynamic there like there's a lot of social issues going on so were you just uncomfortable or uncomfortable what? the entire time from the start of where molly griswold was introduced it was obvious that this was going to be an awkward movie because he was just making passes at her the entire time yeah yeah he it did, was weird he did give off predator vibes especially yeah. on the river scene yeah when well, he starts yeah. kissing her hand yeah. yeah and his buddies are like watching from the window and he's like trying to make pass like grabbing her hips like it was weird they were unwanted advances and it made me uncomfortable so that okay interesting and that that uh that gets it a one out of ten i think that was what set up the rest of the movie for me was those beginning scenes with her and that was like okay this guy is a little that's weird okay that's from an outside perspective if i was there i'd be like hey man you should maybe like step back a little bit like she's not interested oh but, but she is. but she was <laughs> uh not until later yeah yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Shoot your shot, baby. Shoot your shot. <laughs> but like, don't be creepy. What did yeah, I get? Right. What? Like, that's wrong. Do you remember what we rated Caddyshack? Like, um, what you, I gave it a one. I think I might have gave it a two or a three. Yeah. Okay. Caddyshack was way worse than Tyler, this. one out of ten. One through ten. Hit me. Seven. All right. Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry. Cody, uh, clip that out. <laughs> <laughs> don't clip it out. 
Six and a half. Okay. I think that's, I was, I'm going to give it a 5.1. I'll give it a 6.5. Um, you know what IMDb gave it? What? 7.1. No kidding. Uh, audience score on Rotten Tomatoes was in the 70s and critic score was in the 60s. Interesting. So critics don't like it, but the audience liked it. And I think it is heavily due to it being a timepiece. Definitely. Which is a lot of the arguments for Caddyshack is that it was Definitely. a timepiece. Yeah. Yep. But for Caddyshack sure. didn't even try to hide the creepiness of it. Again, we're trying to analyze it in today's world. So like that yes. was yeah. It. But at the time, that was a refreshing casual take on the sport. And it for that was good. So yes. in that regard, I do like the movie. It was a good place in time for that movie. Yep. But to today's standards. That was creepy. Yeah. And it's just weird. Agreed. I think the reason I rated it so much higher than Caddyshack is Caddyshack was just, just creepy. Uh, and the jokes in Caddyshack were so random. I like a little more calculated humor. Yeah. And the Caddyshack jokes were so, so random. Like Very out true. of nowhere, you've got a freaking swimming montage. Yeah. Like a synchronized swimming montage. Right. Sandlot style. And this one, like some of the jokes, they... They were set up. The jokes were set up. Yeah. So, Tyler, uh, we posted a clip after our Caddyshack review, and we got demolished in the oh, comments. Oh, yeah. We got People murdered. People love Caddyshack, and we fucking hated it. Um, I'm going to be really interested to see the take on Tin Cup with the uh, the Breakfast Ball audience and um, see what kind of feedback we get in the comments. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, get ready for February's movie of the month, Legend of Bagger Vance. I have very, very, very high hopes for this. I've seen too. it. 10, 15 years ago. Okay. Okay. I've never don't, seen I don't it. even remember the storyline. So, okay. I just remember Perfect. one scene. They're gone. I'm pretty sure they're on the driving range in the absolute pissing rain. And that sets up every golf. <laughs> I thought movie. that was supposed to be in Tin Cup. Yeah. Uh, Legend of Beggar Vance. Okay. Yep. Uh, when we eventually get to greatest game ever played, it is the most ridiculous downpour of rain. It is, <laughs> it is just like the Caddyshack yeah. doctor having the perfect round rain. Except it's not a joke. Okay. They did it on purpose and thought it would be cool and dramatic. Yep. I'm going to rip that movie a fucking new one. <laughs> that movie not sucked. Yet. Legend of Beggar Vance is next. Okay. Okay. That'll be that'll be March. Uh, yes. So, guys, remember, go check out Legend of Beggar Vance. That's going to be the last podcast of February, correct, Tyler? Correct. Um, for now, episode 17 is in the books. Appreciate you guys listening in. Uh, go check us out at breakfast.balls on Instagram, at uh, breakfastball on TikTok. We've been throwing the content out to you guys, even in the off season of golf here in the Midwest. Um, give us your take on uh, on Tin Cup. We had a, we we had a wide variety of takes on Tin Cup. Not what I was expecting from Cody, but thank you for weighing in. Uh, we want to see what you guys think about it as well. We'll see you next week for episode eighteen. Love you. Bye. Hell, that's a breakfast ball.